Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode 990. Research shows nearly 70% of all strategic initiatives fail in the first year. That's scary. And a great deal of it comes from the lack of execution. Pearl HPS is a cloud-enabled predictive analytics software company that helps merge the gap. I've invited the CEO and founder, George Tanch, to join us today to discuss how his firm services and helps to predict project successes. But first... Let me remind you that we love reviews on our show, hopefully on your favorite podcasting software. This is a great way for others to find our show. And since we started in 2009, we've reached over several hundred thousand listeners with our podcast and live stream. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Gene to the program. Gene, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank you, Richard. It's good to have you here. Good to be here. All right, let's get started. Tell me a little, tell me an interesting story, Gene, about something that's happened over your varied career, sir. Just, just one? Just one. Pick, <laughs> a, pick a good one. Well, I'll tell you what. I have to go back a little bit in my career, but there's a little tiny healthcare company called Dignity Health okay. that I was a part of, and we helped that company grow from $1.7 billion to $4.3 billion in five years. Wow. We're doing about one acquisition a quarter. Uh-huh. And I was losing more sleep <laughs> than you can imagine. Um, and, you know, every aspect of the deal, not only the deals, but also what was happening to the existing company. Uh-huh. And what we found was we had access to every kind of resource that you can imagine. Right. Okay. But they still, all the companies do. But they still failed. Okay. And so that's what launched the Pearl HPS really? Thoughtware. Because... I struggled with why they were failing because we had every resource you can imagine. Right. When I had enough capital, we launched Pearl HPS to solve that problem. And when was that? Well, I was with uh, Dignity Health. CHW at the time was uh, from 95 to the year 2000. Okay. And I launched uh, the research part of Pearl HPS in 2009. So, so you're really fascinated. Kind of in the open, I talked about how mu- how many initi- strategic initiatives fail, 70 percent, and a lot of it's due to execution. So, you you must be fascinated by this area to, to expend this kind of energy and time to do this research that you've been doing for these years and money. I self funded the research. Okay. So, uh, like in your background, you went to Pepperdine. Uh-huh. I. Hired two PhDs from Pepperdine because okay. I did the PKE program there. And our thrust was looking at 40 companies from a half a billion to $11 billion to really unravel the mystery behind strategic business execution and predicting it. Why did you pick that sample size, may I ask? Well, I think it was more a matter of what we had available to us okay. because I think what we wanted is only high-performing companies. Okay. So we sorted that group down from 100 companies because they had to have 12 consecutive quarters of financial performance. Okay. So you ended up with 40 in the data set? Correct. And and the scale, the re- the revenue range was how big again? Half billion to $11 billion. Okay, so the $500 million? Five hundred million to eleven billion. billion. And, and and the and the lessons that you learned and the best practices that you derived out of that research has come as the foundation of your firm today. That's correct. We turned that into software. Okay. And is it 
appropriate for companies smaller than $500 million. Absolutely. We did the research. We birthed the software. Then the first few companies that we did, uh, alphas and betas, uh-huh. much smaller companies, okay. companies that are $100 million Okay. Like and, the people that listen to the radio show here, then. Absolutely. Okay. And even some startups. Okay. So so these these this information and research is transferable almost across I'm sure it would work for bigger companies too than sure. 11 billion if there are many that are you know. Well the the little known fact is that 80 to 90% of all business outcomes emanate from one form or another of a team today whether it be functional cross functional virtual and if you look at that statistic and then look at companies they're all teams. Yes. So it doesn't make any difference what the size is. Right. The key is what's the goal, right. the outcome you're trying to drive, and the variables that predict that outcome. So, Gene, in the open, when I said that a significant fail due to lack of execution, define what execution is in your world. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about success first. Success, when we did the research, has three components. Strategy, financial enablement. And execution. Execution is getting things done. Right. Okay, so... the actual doing of the first two, yeah? Absolutely. Okay. And the way you get things done today is either through functional, cross-functional, or virtual teams. Yes. No man does it alone. No It's too complex. Right. And so if you could understand and glean the variables that predict the outcome of a team today up to 12 months out then you're at a competitive advantage to those that don't have those tools. Okay, so it sounds like what you're saying is you've developed methodologies that allow companies to stress test, my, my term, the performance capability of the team that's empowered to deliver the strategic initiative that's been decided upon. I, not my words, but yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I would say what we do, we found the predictive variables, and there are three that we've reduced. One is called TLC, Team Leadership Capability. Well, we know if your TLC of a team is less than 35%, you're going to fail before you start. Okay. Okay, so knowing that gives leaders an understanding that I have a team that we have to morph in some fashion or form okay. if we want an outcome up to 12 months out. All right. And that gives you the time to actually do the morphing. I'm going to channel my inner audience, and, and so bear with me, Good. Um, because this is complex but yet very valuable. So I, I want to get to that point with my audience. So your software is able to, let's say with TLC, you're able to, through a series, through some best practices, return to the decision makers how capable the company is on this leadership element, The one of the three critical factors needed for successful execution of the strategic plan. How do, how do you get that information, and how do you quantify what sounds like, to me, qualitative information, it's, Gene? It's a, it's a great question. And I what, got there, didn't I? Yeah, yeah I took did. a little bit of a long road, uh, but, you know. I felt the arrow. I'm trying, <laughs> baby. I'm trying. It hit the target. <laughs> okay. So, so here's, here's what we found when we did the research. There's three sets of data that we all know today. There's structured data. Yes. That's all the stuff that's in your ERP, et cetera. Unstructured social media. And there's a third set of data that we will call known but uncoded. Okay. Unknown but uncoded data is the same thing that you and I are exchanging now. And if we have another exchange, yeah. you'll use what you glean from this to take that step further. Yeah, that's what I process about my feelings about you, my interactions with you, all the data that I'm taking in by looking at you, that kind of stuff? I won't hold that against you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, exactly. 70% of all the decisions made in corporations are based on that data, Which that exchange. uncoded. 
Uncode it. Do you ever write it down? No. And if okay. I did, would I share it? Well, if you could structure that data okay. into a framework, you can use it to predict. Okay. That's one of the elements. Right. The other two are team continuity and team goal load. So so the concept of team is at the heart of what your firm is doing because you said in the open, nobody does it alone. Well, if you want a high-performance outcome, it's going to come from a team. Right. And, and and so is it uh, is it is this an accurate statement that much of the team dynamic which goes unobserved but is in fact in play undermines the the performance probabilities the expectations? Um, you know this gets really technical because I think um, and I'm going to cross I'm going to use some jargon which I hate to use yeah. but but organizational effectiveness which yes. is how the team operates in the glue right okay you can have a team deploy all the OE that you want, and it'll still fail. Okay. Right? You've seen that before. Yes. That's because the team didn't have the innate capability to win to begin with. Okay. And if you know that, then you can morph the team and then apply OE, and it will even get better. So in the other two areas, we talked about TLC. Right. Team leadership. Team leadership capability is the first one. You, you can, hold on. You can, you can assess that prior to the engagement of the team. team. Okay. Yes. The other two, same thing. Team continuity and team goal load. Yes. So, so you can you can Pearl, your firm can help strategic managers run some diagnostics to figure out how likely is this outcome to be successful prior to launching, and then I would assume it's prescriptive. Help them to figure out how to take steps to change that so that likelihood improves. Absolutely. All tied to a business outcome. So hold that thought, ladies and gentlemen. This is our commercial time here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. And we're going to get into the meat of the other two and how this works for you. Because I'm sure many of you are sitting there thinking, you know, I've launched these things before. And unfortunately, I'm not exactly happy with the outcome. Let's see if Gene can help you to figure out how to not let that happen in the future. We'll be right back here on Critical Mass Radio Show after this brief message from me. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I know I hit the mark a little too fast. Sorry about that. I've been out of practice. I've been on vacation for a couple of weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Please forgive me. Gene Tangs is our guest, and we've been talking about all things execution and his his software and his tools. He is the CEO and founder of Pearl HPS. And I'd like to say a great way to stay informed about our guests, great guests like Gene and the earlier one, Paul, today, is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Simply go to the Critical Mass for Business website, criticalmassforbusiness.com. And at the bottom of any page, 
E page is a little box that says join our mailing list. Simply type in your email address, hit subscribe like magic. You will quickly be added to our newsletter mail list, which comes out once a week, talking about great guests like Gene. We don't do anything else with your email address. That's the only email you're going to receive from us. You can opt out at any time. But trust me, I hope you will stay with us for quite some time. So during the break, through social media, I came up with some unstructured data, undocumented information, that maybe by putting this into a specific case study or example, Gene, it would be help for the, uh, helpful for the audience. Could, do you have something come to mind that you might be able to share? Sure. I have, I have two, one small company and one large company. Thank you. So let's start with the large company first. This is a, a $4 billion technology company that had developed advanced technology that was going to go into a product that they expected to have a billion dollar per year revenue level. Wow. Okay, so they transferred the... All eyes are on that. In a billion dollar company, a four billion dollar company, we got a billion dollar revenue stream potential. Huge. Yeah, right. Okay, so they took the advanced technology and they shifted it to a chief commercial officer. He put together 16 teams... 180 people to cover all aspects of converting this advanced technology to a manufacturable, sellable product with margin, (laughs) right? And not easy. Okay, I'm getting nervous just hearing the story. Well, I was called in. They were three weeks behind in the master schedule. Uh We applied the software, and we looked at TLC, continuity, and goal load for those 16 teams. Two weeks later, we told them that seven of the 16 teams were going to fail. Wow. And the reaction of the leadership, of course, all leadership is, can't be possible. We right. have the best people on on working on this, right? Right. And I said, well, you're still using old measures to look at a new problem. It's not that you have you don't have the best people. You have two variables that are impacting the TLC of these teams. The first is continuity. You have functional leaders. They were all cross-functional teams. Functional leaders in this big company pulling people off, replacing them with the same level person, yeah. but not the same level of TLC. Okay. And they were adding risk to the project. Right. Okay. Makes sense, right? Right. Very common. But but but, but they're not they're not measuring that. Okay. Okay. So that got flagged. Okay. You can't do the swap and this and that. The second was, uh, and that was three teams. Four of the teams were suffering from what I call goal load. Okay, yeah, define that. Goal load is the average goal number that the team is carrying. So here's what happens in big organizations. We want the best people on everything, right? Amen. Okay, so they're carrying the earth. You know, yeah. They're like Atlas. Yeah. You know? and, and leaders say, well, that's great. That's what I want. Well, there's an optimum level. Okay. For high TLC individuals, okay, and that happens to be six plus one goals. In okay. other words, six goals plus one is there's got to be one developmental goal in there. Otherwise, their continuity drops and their TLC drops. So we went in and we identified that, and they struggled with it a little bit, but then they made shifts in the teams based on that, hmm. okay? And in four months, they made up the three weeks, and they advanced the project 19.2%. Wow. And that yielded an early release of almost two months and $150 million in early release revenues that they wouldn't have had. Huh. That's impressive. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. And it is so incredible. Even I have a hard time believing we did that. <laughs> and I take it your software didn't cost them $150 million. So uh, they, they probably had an ROI on the investment. Oh, uh, uh, it was. 
we normally expect ROIs in the 10x level, okay. which is still pretty high. This was multiples of that. Okay. Yeah. So what's your big, your small company example? Then? Small company example, very quickly, is a CEO who um, had R&D in a medical device technology area. And this was a fiber optic that went into veins and a camera. And it, it competed with a company here in Orange County. Right. Yes. Okay? okay. But it was about 10 times better. Okay. okay. You said that, not me. And so he had FDA approval. They, the board brought me in because he was trying to make a decision. Do I build this company out? Do I partner with another company that has operational resources to commercialize a product? Or right. do I sell the company? Mm-hmm. Classic All on- strategic decisions. Classic entrepreneur wanted to build it out. Right. I trained him or certified he, his CFO, and a board member on a weekend at his house. They inputted the data. One week later, we got together. It basically said his only option was option two or three. Hmm. If he did option one, the risk would be so high that the, the chances of cratering were, were so And option was to do it himself. That's right. You know, so that proved to him that was not the right and his response is, I would have never seen this right. if I didn't have this capability. So so what, we've got a few minutes left here. Yeah. On So you've convinced me, two minutes, uh, two and a half minutes, uh, you've convinced me that there are clients and listeners to the Critical Mass Podcast radio show that could benefit from understanding how your software tools work. What, what would you say to them as far as... Who should be looking at your? Who should be contacting you? What kind of people? Knowing that my audience tends to be businesses up to about a hundred million in annual revenue. Sure, I, I would probably say CEO, COO, CFO. Okay, those are the three people that basically have those issues fall in their lap. Do they need to have that big of a initiative, a billion dollar growth on a four billion relative? Do they have to have like the twenty five percent revenue growth kind of to justify the time invested in your software, or can it be a smaller kind of a project? It can absolutely be a smaller project, but we try to do with companies because we we want a big big return. I mean, we'd love to have their their you know top three to five initiatives that are going to uh-huh. make them successful okay. because that gets them excited. But it doesn't need to be. I mean, any a, a big a, a project of any sort would benefit from having better execution. Yes. Okay. It's just a matter of what's the return you're going to get from you know how small it is. Okay. But you said you trained the the CEO and the other two over a weekend. Is this are, are your tools at Pearl that easy for people to learn that they 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 can learn it, it that fastly? It's absolutely it? intuitive. Yeah. I mean, we have a module, a simulation where we insert you into <clears throat> a television show, uh-huh. and you p- use our tools to predict the outcome okay. of the television show. It's a lot of fun. Okay. It's research-based, so we know what it should look like, and we don't let you use our tool until you're accurate above 80%. Okay. So there's a, there's a real-world case study kind of thing here to have people get... Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, and... If they're thinking about engaging you or at least learning more about your software, where do you suggest they go? How do they find more about you? Your site? Where do you suggest they go? Sure. I think there's a couple of avenues. First of all, our website, www.pearlhps.com. That gives them a lot of information. Can you spell that? Sure. www.pearlhps.com. PS.com. Perfect. Okay. That gives them a lot of information. My email, G-T-A-N-G-E at P-E-A-R-L-H-P-S.com. Or you can call. There's 
That's nine, easy. Nine two five five eight zero five four hundred. Grant, you know the time just got away from me. We just went. I mean, so I'm so fascinated that you've been able to do. To, you took on the challenge, and you've created a tool that is really important because I believe execution is the key to the holy to the holy grail. Right? It's it's great for good company performance, but it's also great for employee morale. Well, I think the thing is, is if you're going to compete in the in this next stage of competition. It's going to come down to how well you execute. Right. It is come. It, yes. And and the better you execute, the more you get done. Absolutely. It's sort of the flywheel just keeps spinning faster and faster inside the business. What employees don't want to be with firms that are successful? Right. Right. Many many good people leave companies because they feel like they can't be successful there any longer. Absolutely. Okay. So, Gene, thank you for making the commitment to be in the studio, to be a part of the radio show. A, a member of the critical mass community and certainly a friend. Thank you for your time today. Well, I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we're going to have to call this podcast soup. Call it over. I'd like to uh, thank our engineer, Paul Roberts. Our producers are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. I'm your host, Richard Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about the radio show podcast we do right here or the firm that I lead, which is CEO Peer Groups, uh, check out my website, Critical Mass for business.com that's critical mass for for business.com and until our next show i hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction you have been listening to critical mass radio show business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to ceos who are leading middle market companies with your host richard franzi 